My name's Francisca Monahan, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hey there, listeners. This is the Emerald's Political Podcast. My name is Alec Cowan, and I am a political columnist for the Daily Emerald. And I'm Zach Moss. I'm also the political columnist and the editor for the Opinion Desk for the Daily Emerald. And today we're going to be talking about Monday's presidential debate, the first one of the season. I'm almost kind of hesitant about what to say about this debate that hasn't already been said thus far. Uh, Do you have any things that kind of resonated with you after that? Well, it was supposed to be one of the, it was recorded as one of the most highly anticipated debates that we've seen for a long time since probably the era of Nixon and kind of the first televised debates that we had. And there was a record, I think 38, estimated 38 million people watching. And especially when the day of, they took more polls, uh, CNN, uh, large media outlets, and found that basically Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are dead even in this race as of now. And that certainly might have changed as of last night um, with such a huge audience. Um, there was a lot to be said, definitely, and it, it did not disappoint uh, when it came to everyone's expectations of who Hillary Clinton would be and definitely who Donald Trump would be. Pretty much. I would say that the first thing that really stuck out to me are the things that they didn't mention. I mean, did anybody notice that they didn't talk about rigged elections, they didn't talk about corruption, or virtually anything that really bothers Bernie Sanders fans besides climate change? Yeah, definitely. There's, especially when you're considering and looking back at the primary debates that they had, of course, between Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, and then, of course, the huge field of Republican candidates, uh, there really wasn't that much contrast between what that what was said there wasn't anything Donald Trump never mentioned his wall which was very much anticipated he never mentioned the uh, his policy on Islam and uh, Muslims in the country as well as refugees and, and restricting the amount we can add uh, nothing about illegal immigration uh, really not that much about domestic policy um, as well as what is kind of different from past elections especially four years ago there was no mention of things like uh, religious liberty, things like abortion or LGBTQ rights, which certainly were huge issues uh, back in as Obama was running for his second term. And uh, this this whole entire debate almost exclusively centered around things like economics and, of course, which is Trump's forte. And it seems like majority of the issues that were brought up, he brought back to economics and, and the money and the the job infrastructure of of those issues. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, just going back just a minute real quick to the rigged elections and corruption. I mean, granted, Donald Trump did mention it for a split second about Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the DNC, but that was, I mean, like that was like a minute, okay? And that's probably being generous, considering the fact that this has been on the top of di- topic of discussion for people, you know, around the age of millennials especially. That's something that really should have been mentioned, but... I think the funny thing about that is that neither of them really have any room to talk about that. Hillary Clinton, enough said, Donald Trump, he's been supporting it and supporting it in some way, shape, or form, whether or not, maybe not necessarily this year, but the people who he's supported in the past and the ways that he's been involved, I, I don't think he has any ground to step on there either. So that was kind of an interesting point to note as we move forward on this. Oh, <clears throat> something that I found kind of interesting also was that it started off with Donald Trump saying that we have to stop our jobs from leaving the United States. 
But we have to stop our jobs from being stolen from us. We have to stop our companies from leaving the United States. <laughs> now, with it, all right. All of Someone's got to say it. His jobs were moved from outside of the United States. A lot of his jobs are in China and other places. So right off the bat, that was painfully ironic. I saw that and I thought, Donald Trump, you just you lost me. You just lost me. Like how how are we supposed to take you seriously when you're saying something like that? Now I get it. That's a good talking point. Yeah, of course. But considering the irony and not only in Donald Trump's talking points, but also Hillary Clinton's and just the whole ironic point about everything they said, there's some sort of counter argument readily available to the other person. Now, again, it's ironic because the other person's just as much to blame, but just the fact that they are both just as much to blame about every problem, essentially, that they had mentioned, more or less, more or less. Yeah, and that really brings up the issue of the validity of Donald Trump's statements. One of the things that was really anticipated about this debate after uh, Matt Lauer and his his moderating experience at the Commander in Chief Forum when he he was asking Donald Trump about if he supported the Iraq War originally and Donald Trump flatly denied it and and that was the end of the story. There was no no investigation into his claims and uh, a lot of journalists and a lot of people on the internet afterwards looked up and found the the quotes from from interviews and realized that he had even as it may have been vaguely. Um, but he did, in fact, uh, state that he supported the invasion of Iraq and and that there was a great anticipation in this debate as to how the moderator, Lester Holt, would uh, handle any any uh, inaccurate statements made by the the candidates. And uh, there was one moment, but there there certainly were a lot of things that, as the debate went on, uh, places like New York Times, NPR, uh, PolitiFact would look and, as they were speaking, do live updates on fact checks. And if, well, well Donald Trump said that he did not claim that Donald climate change that climate was a hoax change perpetuated by the Chinese. perpetrated by the Chinese. I think it's real. Uh, I, did I, think not, I did not. Science is real. I do not say and, that. And within seconds, the tweet was pulled up from 2012 in which he flatly said that Climate change was a total hoax <laughs> perpetuated by the Chinese. And on stage, he said, I, I did not say that. I never said that. And that was kind of the theme of the night is that there were a lot of certainly there were things that Hillary Clinton said, uh, like her support for NATO, that were fact checked and and, uh, and reinforced as, as incorrect. But Donald Trump certainly had the biggest list of the night of things that were untrue. Oh, yeah. I mean, I understand there's a lot of controversy behind the uh, the idea that you can't fact check in real time. But I mean, let's be honest here. It's not very hard to go to Donald Trump's Twitter account and look up. Oh, hey, look at this. Donald Trump says on his Twitter account that uh, climate change is a Chinese hoax. It's not that hard to do it. As a matter of fact, while this whole thing was going, I retweeted when he had tweeted that. And I said, hey, everybody, look at that. Real-time fact-checking. Not that hard. <laughs> Definitely. And it was, it was just the entirety of, of the Internet and Twitter especially had, had a great night um, rubbing in Donald's face uh, at, at the, just the blatant disregard for things that he said and his immediate almost any time he was attacked, his immediate revulsion of it and, and trying to say, oh, no, that was never me, never. I, I, I would never say things like that. And... It happened frequently throughout the night, and 
there, the one moment in particular, of course, about the Iraq war was Lester Holt brings up and says, and you did support the Iraq war, and Donald Trump immediately cuts him off and says, I did not support the Iraq war. You had supported the war in Iraq before the invasion. What makes your I did not support the war two, in Iraq. 2002. That is a and of course, everyone watching has already been prepped for this by Matt Lauer and the extensive research done from the last debate. And everyone at home has to be thinking, really? Like, are we going to go into this? Like, how how can this be even on the topic? How can he not say he supported it when the only thing on the internet for the past month has been he did. He said he did. And they went back and forth between the two of them. Uh, Lester Holt said he didn't even acknowledge that Donald Trump denied it and said, well, when you did say that you supported the Iraq war and Donald Trump just gets infuriated and he goes, question just, is, since you, you would you like to hear? It, why is your, I was why against is your the war. Wait a minute. I was against the war in Iraq, just so you put it out. The record shows I, otherwise. The record but why is not show Why was you, is your the judgment The record any... shows that I'm right. So, Alec, I want your, your opinion on something. It seemed like there are two different strategies during this debate. Number one, you have Trump's strategy, which was to essentially double down on everything that he was called out on, whether it's the Iraq war, whether it's climate change, so on and so forth. And the second one, which was from Hillary Clinton, was like, it was kind of interesting. It was almost acknowledging and apologizing for some mistakes she had made in the past. And the first thing that comes to my mind with, with uh, Hillary Clinton was the emails. And so you have Donald Trump who doubled down, Hillary Clinton who acknowledged her problems and apologized. What's your take on that? Definitely. There was a stark contrast when, when you compare Donald Trump's reactions to accusations and Hillary Clinton's reactions. And I, the one word I can think of for Hillary Clinton is poised and, and very sincere and transparent when, when Donald Trump brought up the, the, the issues with the DNC and her nomination. Um, and then, of course, the email scandal. He, he, he said as an ultimatum, well, Lester Holt asked him if it was an ultimatum, but Donald Trump said that he would release his tax returns when, Do when Hillary Clinton released her emails. Um, which of course is is not a, a <laughs> quite a fair uh, trade, as as her emails have been under federal investigation and and heavily researched and, and investigated. But when this brought, when this came up, she did not deny. She did not defend herself. She she was very transparent and said, you know, I admit that it was a mistake. You know, I made a mistake using a private email. That's for sure. Um, and if I had to do it over again, I would obviously do it differently. Um, but I'm not going to make any excuses. It was a mistake, and I take responsibility for that. And that was very, a very touching moment, I think, especially when you compare Donald Trump and, and any accusation he received as as something that he had to attack and, and defend and go down all these different avenues of, well, I was in this interview and I said this, and then I was in this other interview and I said this. And that's kind of one of the issues I saw with, with fact-checking this debate when Lester Holt finally decided to dig his heels in and said, you know, you did support the Iraq war. Donald Trump went down this avenue of, well, let me recount to you exactly what I said in this debate. And it really distracted from the original question that Lester Holt was asking. It, which was about judgment. And he says, Mr. Trump, a lot of these are judgment questions. And Donald Trump immediately almost distracts from the reality of that and says, well, let's talk about how true I'm like, you know, how, let's talk about 
my words and what I said and exactly what I said and get the validity of it. And, and the issue is that it didn't actually bring up a discussion about judgment. I mean, it, it, Lester Holt had to bring it back and wrangle Donald Trump back into talking about his expectations for the future and how he would be as a president. And I think that's one of the issues with the fact checking is that in in this pursuit of trying to find exact words that people said and the truth kind of air quotes there is there there's a lot of room where that isn't needed where even if we do go down that road and try to find well here's you know a complete transcript of what you said we might not get the truth donald trump could still deny it as he has and shown to do and there's a lot of research out there and a lot of people that say that we should not live fact check debates. Moderators should not be in the position to have to be on the truth squad as uh, Christopher Wallace, who will be moderating the third debate said, he doesn't want to call people out. That should be the job of the candidates. And I really agree. I think that it is distracting when we try to call out these inaccuracies and it, it, it really distracts from oh, well, here's what we want to do in the future. Here's my campaign. And it says, well, here's the validity of what I said 10 years ago. And that was one of the big issues I saw, especially in this interview or this debate with Donald Trump and the the Iraq war accusation, because there are hundreds of people at home already backing this up and saying, we know what you said. We, we don't need Lester Holt to investigate and, and just get Donald Trump to say he supported it because we already know that he does. And... I'm really hoping that in future debates that we don't have these sidetracks where we want Donald Trump to admit something that we know is true. And we, we th- this debate was really an opportunity for Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump to stand next to each other and for people to black and white see their perceptions of who they are and their candidacy and their campaign and see who which one of these people do I like. And it's not necessarily a quiz to see what they said 10 years ago. And that's... I'm really hoping in the future that we, in this next debate, we see more of those transparent side by side. This is who I am. This is who I am, and this is what I want to do. You know, <clears throat> I agree with uh, with a lot of that. Something that I kind of have a little different take on the uh, the fact checking in terms of whether or not there should be fact checking on the spot to the presidential candidates to their face. I I almost want to see that actually because I feel like in an era where a lot of people don't focus on facts. I feel like if they are brought up on the spot to the presidential candidates, they're they're almost forced to acknowledge it. For example, when um, when Trump was consistently asked about, say, the Iraq war, originally he would deny it like he had done at that time. But when there was a follow-up saying, well, you did say this, it forces him to at least, at very least, acknowledge the fact that, okay, I did say this, but I didn't mean it this way because I didn't do my research or whatever it was that that was exactly his excuse. And so just the fact that they're forcing the candidates to acknowledge what they'd said and come up with some sort of rebuttal, I feel like that would be pretty accurate and uh, pretty interesting to see in a time where people don't pay as much attention to facts as they should. And and I would agree with that. I would. And I th- I think really what Donald Trump is trying to get at here is is he's trying to bolster his, his image. He's trying to market himself and especially at the at the Trump Eugene rally, um, there was a lot of emphasis placed on 
kind of saving face for himself and, and marketing himself and saying, here's who I am. This person said, you know, X about me. Here's why it's not true. And that certainly seems to be why he, he hates accusations and, and if he has small hands and kind of like <laughs> these really – these things that seem really kind of questionable to a presidential candidate and these things really get under his skin. And that's because he's really – um, he, he's he's a businessman. He's trying to market himself, and and that's why, especially his campaign has been all about things like marketing his opponents, Lion Ted. I mean, I don't know how Lion Ted caught on, but it's something that's catchy. It's easy, and especially Crooked Hillary, which we didn't hear in this debate, but is something that has been a staple of his campaign. And that's really one of the really interesting things, and one of the things that Hillary Clinton, I think, turned against him when she started to bring his name into the conversation and, and talked about trumped-up, trickle-down economics and kind of placing his name in these fun little catchphrases. And that's the interesting thing is Hillary Clinton really went on the offensive in this, but not in a way that was intrusive and, and demeaning, but something that was very sly and these kind of well-punctuated jokes every now and then that drew a very audible laugh from the audience. Yeah. With everything that's been said about the debate thus far, I think it's going to be really interesting to see the second debate. Honestly, I think it might be more interesting than the first because there's clear signs that something's going to need to be changed, whether that's Donald Trump, maybe, God forbid, apologizing for something here and there, which, again, I don't think it's going to happen. But just for the sake of conversation, let's say he does. Or the fact that he's going to have to get a little bit more expertise in particular policies or Hillary Clinton's going to have to show more of a, I don't know, human side or anything. I think it, it was an interesting debate to lay out both candidates and show what they have. But to be honest, I'm going to be more interested in watching the second debate. Yeah, I totally agree. And one of the big things around this debate was that Donald Trump basically did no preparation. Um the day of, there, there was a lot of media around Hillary Clinton and preparing for the debate and getting her points that she wanted to make. And, and obviously, she had those jokes lined up, ready to shoot. And Donald Trump apparently was talking with advisors and was not preparing at all for the debate. And that really showed, I think. And coming into this next debate, I am pretty sure that Donald Trump will think twice about his improvisational skills, which this whole time have seemed to get him pretty far. But in this past election or this past debate really seemed to fail him. Absolutely. Well, that's all we have time for today. You just heard us talk about the first presidential debate. Uh, again, I'm Alec Cowan, and you can follow me on Twitter at SirAlec underscore 9542. And I'm Zach Moss, and you can follow me at Zach Moss 6 And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please leave it in the comments, and we will hopefully be able to address it in the upcoming podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.